Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 2. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be Looking Back to Look Forward. Looking Back to Look Forward. What Moses is going to do is he's going to continue the sermon that he started yesterday on letting them know where they are so they know where they're going. We're going to get into that in just a second. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like this video, you subscribe to this podcast, you do all the things, help us get the word out because we are working really, really hard to develop a community of people that is rally around digging into God's word every day. And just the more we dig, the more we find it. So if you found value from this, pass it on to somebody else so we can continue to do this together. And I want you to do me a favor. On my blog, brandoncannon.com, you can go and subscribe to my free weekly newsletter. And what my hope is, is as I'm learning and growing myself, I want to pass it off to you. And hopefully you'll find it helpful. And if you would do that, that, that helps me to know that it's helpful because people are using it. But then I also want to know from you, what is not there? What would you like to see? What, what resources would be helpful to you so that we can grow together? Because, man, the more we dig the more we find. And that is definitely true when it comes to today's text. And so I want you to go ahead as I kind of give us some background, open up your Bible, your NLT Bible, what we're reading out of, to Deuteronomy chapter 2, and let me catch us up where we are. If you remember from yesterday, what we talked about was the Greek word Deuteronomy actually means second law. And what's happening is, is Moses is in the middle of his first sermon where he is talking to the young generation. The older generation that was supposed to go into the promised land has died off. And now it's the new generation that's getting ready to go. And you can almost hear, as we're going to read through these chapters, this frustration, this mourning, this angst, this just uh, from Moses because he wants to go into the promised land. But God has told him, you're not going to get to go either. Instead, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, they're the ones that's going to lead the way, and you're not going to get to go. And so Moses is saying, I can't go myself but I can cheer you on. And so you have one of the greatest leaders in history, not, not just in Christianity, but in history, one of the greatest leaders is now having his last sermons that he's preaching to the nation of Israel. And he's saying, I can't go myself. I wish so bad I could go, but I can't go. But I can send this on ahead with you. I can cheer you on. And what we're going to read in these chapters is Moses really, these last sermons, it all boils down to about two words, and that is this, trust and obey. Like, you want to know my secret sauce? You want to know how I was able to see the presence of God? And, and the Bible said that God would go, or Moses would go into his tent, and God would talk to him face to face as one talks to a friend. And he's like, you want to know how I did that? You want to know how I survived? You bunch of jokers for 40 years in the wilderness. You know, you want to, all this, trust and obey. If you will trust in what God has said, you obey what God has said, then you will be able to keep the freedom that God has given you. And it's amazing how he just, he, he narrows it down to that. It really is all about God. And I want us to imagine as we read this, as so all the generations that's gone before us is now cheering us on. You can read this in Hebrews chapter 11 and chapter 12, where the writer of Hebrews says that all these great people of faith, you know, seeing as we are, you know, Hebrews 12, 1, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. One of the great cloud of witnesses is Moses. 
and he's saying, man, I can't go into the promised land with you. But man, if I could just give you one thing. And so that's what he's going to do. And so what he's doing right now is he is looking back so we can look forward. There's a lot of value in looking back, not so we can experience the pain anymore, not so we can look down on ourselves, but if we can objectively look at the past, we can learn lessons so that we don't repeat them anymore. And that's what Moses is saying is he is saying, let me share with you why we got here so that you don't do that anymore. But if you could just somehow trust and obey, you can experience the life that God wants for you. So let's jump into this again as we're once again looking at one of the last sermons that Moses preaches where he's bringing us up to the current point that they're at. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 1. Then we turned around and we headed across the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Just as the Lord had instructed me and we wandered around the region of Mount Seir for a long time. Then at last the Lord said to me, you have been wandering around this hill country for long enough. Turn to the north. Give these orders to the people. You will pass through the country belonging to your relatives, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. The Edomites will be threatened, so be careful. Do not bother them, for I have given them the hill country of Mount Seir as their property, and I will not give you even one square foot of their land. If you need food to eat or water to drink, pay them for it. For the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done, and he has watched your every step through the great wilderness. During these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. Pause. Notice how God is saying, I know that it's been a wilderness, but you've not taken a single step that I haven't been with you. Already, what an amazing lesson for all of us, where God has reminded them, I know you probably have felt like you've been doing this by yourself, but where do you think all those blessings have come from? How do you think you've been safe for 40 years? It's not because you're that awesome. (laughs) It's because I have been with you and I have been helping you all along the way. So what an amazing encouragement already. Verse 8, so we bypassed the territory of our relatives and the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. We avoided the road through the Arba Valley that comes across Elath and Ezrion Geber. Then we turned north along the desert route through Moab. The Lord warned us, do not bother the Moabites, the descendants of Lot, for uh, or start a war with them, for I have given Ar as their property, and I will not give you any of their land. A race of giants called Emites uh, had once lived in the land of Ar. They were as strong and as numerous and as tall as the Anakites, another race of giants. Both the Emites and the Anakites were also known as the Rephaites, through, though the Moabites call them Emites. Their earlier times, by the way, by the way, ites means people, by the way. That's what I was told at one point. So when we see these, I'm like totally stripping the gear, but Anakites, it would be the people of Anak. The Emites would be the people of Emi. Then you have the Horites, the people of Horai. Okay, so just just give you that, that why that, why there's ites everywhere. <laughs> That's why it's the people of. Okay, so back to verse twelve. In earlier times, the Horites, the people of Hor, uh, lived in Seir, but they were driven out and displaced by the descendants of Esau, just as Israel drove out the people of Canaan, the land the Lord had gave Israel, their land. Moses continued. Then the Lord said to us, "Get moving, cross the Zered Brook." Uh, so we crossed the brook. 38 years passed from the time we left Kadesh Barnea until we finally crossed the Red Brook. By then, all the men old enough to fight in battle had died in the wilderness, as the Lord had vowed would happen. The Lord struck them down until they had all been eliminated from the community. 
when all the men of fighting age had died, the Lord said to me, Today you will cross the border of Moab at Ar, and enter the land of the Amorites. Remember, once again, the people of Ammon, the descendants of Lot. But do not bother them or start a war with them. I have given the land of Ammon to them as their property, and I will not give you any of their land. That area was once considered the land of the Rephaites, the people of Rephat, uh, who had lived there, though the Amorites called them Zezumites. <laughs> they were also as strong and as numerous and as tall as the Anakites. But the Lord destroyed them so the Amorites could occupy their land. He had done the same for the descendants of Esau who lived in Seir, for he destroyed the Horites so they could settle there in their place. The descendants of Esau live there to this day. A similar thing happened when the Caphetorites from Crete invaded and destroyed the Avites who lived in villages in the area of Gaza. Moses continued, Then the Lord said, Now get moving. Cross the Arnon Gorge. Look, I, have, I will hand over to you Sihon the Amorite, the king of the Heshbon, and I will give you this land. Attack him and begin to occupy the land. Beginning today, I will make people throughout the earth terrified because of you. They will hear reports about you and they will tremble with dread and fear. So once again, God is saying, not only am I going to give you the strength to fight, but I'm also going to put fear in everyone else so that they're not even going to want to fight you. All right, here we go. Verse 26, Moses continued, from the wilderness of Kedemoth, I sent ambassadors to King Sihon of Heshbon with this proposal of peace. Let us travel through your land. We will stay on the main road and won't turn off into the fields on either side. Sell us food to eat and water to drink and we will pay for it. All we want is permission to pass through your land. The descendants of Esau who live in Seir allowed us to go through their country and so we did and so did the Moabites who live in Ar. Let us pass through until we cross the Jordan into the land the Lord our God is giving us. But King Sihon of Heshbon refused to allow us to pass through. Because the Lord your God made Sihon stubborn and defiant so he could help you defeat him as he has now done. Then the Lord said to me, Look, I have begun to hand King Sihon and his land over to you. Beginning now, or begin now to conquer and occupy this land. And the king Sihon declared war on us and mobilized his forces at Jehaz. But the Lord your God handed him over to us, and we crushed him and his sons and all his people. We conquered all his towns and completely destroyed everyone, men, women, and children. Not a single person was spared. We took all livestock and plundered for ourselves, along with anything of value from the towns we ransacked. The Lord our God also helped us conquer Aor on the edge of the Arnon Gorge and the town of in the gorge and the whole area as far as Gilead. No town was too strong for us. However, we avoided the land of the Amorites all along the Jabbok River and the towns in the hill country, all the places the Lord our God had commanded us to leave alone. So once again, Moses is bringing us up to speed with everything. So he's giving us the entire second half of the book of Numbers in two chapters. <laughs> he is getting us up to the moment so he can say all of these things we did by the power of the Lord. Notice he said not only did God give us strength, but he also did psychological warfare on our enemies by setting us in the very best place for us to succeed. So it's not just the strength that God gives us, but there's a thousand little miracles that God does for us as well. And so as we finish this chapter and we get ready to pray, remember this idea that Moses is saying, this is what we did. This is where we went wrong. 
But God never left us. And not only did he not ever leave us, but he was constantly working on our behalf and getting us ready for our next steps. And that is such an encouragement for us. The previous generation would tell us, yes, we made mistakes. Yes, we did things wrong. But you know what was amazing? God never left us. God never gave up on us. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is Romans 5 verse 8. It says, God has demonstrated his great love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's what Moses is saying. He said, when I look back behind me, I see all the mistakes that we made. But you know what I also see? I see God's faithfulness all along the way. And I want to ask you this question. If you were to take a moment, and I know for some of us it would be very painful because of some of the painful things of our past. But if you were to take a moment and look at your past, I wonder if you took a moment to look, you would see not only the pain, not only the difficulty, but I wonder if you would also see faithfulness. Moments when God did things. You might call them coincidences, but I don't think so. I think it's where God opened up the right door at the right time. And I want to, I want to just encourage you to take a moment today. And after you feel the pain of some difficult moments, look a little bit deeper and see the undertow of God's faithfulness constantly moving in your life. And I wonder if that would encourage you today to not give up one more day, but to realize that even when you can't see him right now, it doesn't mean that God's not moving, but rather God is moving in more ways than you can imagine. Let's pray together today and we'll be finished. Father, thank you so much, Lord, that you are moving in our lives, sometimes with us and sometimes in spite of us. You are moving and you are doing more than we can imagine. I pray, God, that that will encourage us today to realize that just because we can't see you moving doesn't mean anything. But often it's when we don't see you moving that you're doing the most. I pray for that encouragement today on everyone who's listening to this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Remember, God's word says this in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving your God, by obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. I want to encourage you today. Today you have a choice between living a life of death or living a life of life. Choose life. Be a difference maker today. There's generations that have gone before that are cheering you on today. I'll see you tomorrow. Deuteronomy chapter 